Tawn. Wisdom shared by the housewives and the occasional house husband of Scotland in the pages of the Sunday Post in the 1950s. Whatever will they make of it today? Hello and welcome back to our last episode of season oh. one for Pass It On podcast. We are in Chris's garden. Yeah. Um, lockdown <laughs> is kind of half over, I think would be fair to say, yeah. um, where we are allowed to meet up with, I think it's up to eight households now. So oh. we're doing fine with our three. Yep. So we're I'm, in the garden, if you can hear wind or birds or anything. Or mowing or arguing neighbours yep. or anything like that. We anything. thought it would be good to do this last episode of season one in a home, since mm-hmm. the tips are all about homes. And I will say, I I don't know if any of you need the toilet, but I did clean the toilet especially for you coming that's over. Okay. Oh, Chris, that's lovely. <laughs> that's very kind. And it was, it was really funny just thinking about putting everything into practice <laughs> I, didn't did do, I didn't do it didn't do any of it <laughs> <laughs> but it occurred to me that I perhaps ought to have used vinegar just for the, for the yeah. look of the thing but I didn't I, disappointing but you've been cleaning lots have you I'm, I've been aware that cleaning has been going on uh, I, and I saw some uh, happening <laughs> live in action yeah I didn't partake in it I'm I'm uh, old fashioned I'm not good at it I've got us um, well, are you, you not good at it or purposely not good at it so you don't have to do it um, I think you know the answer to that <laughs> yeah. question. If you make a botch of something, and believe me, I have made many a botch. It's my it's made you the man you are today. I, I, yes, absolutely. Yeah, everybody's good at something, <laughs> and I've, I'm a good botcher. Fair enough. I put vinegar on most things. I, I feel, <laughs> feel it helps. I've got a little drink to celebrate our hey. end of season one. Now you two are both driving, so it's nothing alcoholic. But uh, I do have. Some she pops elderflower <laughs> pressing, and I thought this would be well, a delicious. I love this stuff, but also it would be appropriate given that it feels like a very nineteen um, fifties housewifey thing to make. It does, and I noticed the lid is one of those um, yeah swing top things yeah, that they have on the Eden Mill numbers and things. Yes, does yes. this mean we can go for a night out when we're allowed? Oh, I think so. It'd be I good not so. to, wouldn't it? So yeah, so uh, Hi. that's a good shout, isn't it? Uh, Connie, Steve, we haven't seen each other for six months, something six like that. Six months, yeah. So yeah. cheers, cheers, yeah, cheers. Very good health. You've both Come got home. younger. <laughs> Steve's gotten older. You should see his wizarding beard. Well, there is currently a photograph mm. on yep. at the Pass It On Pod on Twitter. Do you think it could Steve's be updated? What, no, I'm, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm anticipating the fact that by the time this is edited tonight, I will have put a picture uh-huh. <laughs> of Steve's wizardy beard yes. up on uh, social. So we'll be able to, we'll be able to see it in all, in all its He's going for a new style. I am. I'm a new man. <laughs> Lockdown life. I'm not entirely sure that's true. No, me neither. Um, so this is then the last episode of season one. Would you like to hear some of uh, what you didn't hear? Mm-hmm. In the published version of this episode, from the very first episode of uh, Connie here, having a crack. <laughs> I get a bit scared when it comes to things like that. At the intro. So here's Connie having a go at getting the intro done. Right, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So, hello and welcome to... I, th- I think, yes, absolutely, but I think quite, quite... Uh, Demonstrative. Hello and welcome to the Pass It On podcast. My name is Connie Fleming okay. and that kind of thing. Give okay. it some bras. Will, will, will I introduce first? 
If you introduce if, yourself, if and it's too much of me to begin with, if that makes sense. Uh, so introduce yourself first, and okay. then and then me. Pass it on, and then I'll throw it to Steve. Okay, cool. Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Pass It On Tips. Um, my name is Connie Fleming. I am twenty-one, and I've just bought my first house. Um, Steve, no, f- <laughs> I did it again. <laughs> right, no, never one mind. more time. Well, I say, well, I've just bought my first house, and I'm interested to see how. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just to see, I, I, like you know, I'm and I'm homeowner, so <clears throat> trying to work out how to clean and mend, and yeah, you know, the, the challenges facing the modern housewife. Okay, hello and welcome to the first episode of Pass It On Podcasts. My name is Connie Fleming. I am 21. I've just bought my first house, so I'm interested to see how this these tips can help me as my challenges of the um, modern housewife. Chris. <laughs> we, we might have to um, uh, soften Work. that introduction slightly. So, um, but I can't do it all on my own. So, joining us every episode, we've got two guests, and the first one okay. is Chris. Chris, who are you? Something like that. From where? Take, from, take from the top. The like, but where would I put that in? Like Just after a, uh, challenges? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. yeah. This is hard. Yeah, this, this one will take us a wee bit. Oh dear. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Pass It On. What? Bounce. No. Bounce. Why? What I'm does that? No, 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 not literally bounce, but um, <laughs> a, little thud, mo- thud, a, l- a little more uh, bounce in your uh, okay, maybe delivery. Maybe I should stand up. Yeah. Before you start, shout the words rock and roll no. and then go into it. Do it. Why don't you do that? I'll do that. What, when we're recording? No. I mean, we're recording now. <laughs> so oh, yeah. we're definitely, uh, that's my ringtone. I feel sorry for oh, you God. having to just like go and listen to all this crap. <laughs> yeah, I feel of sorry me getting me flustered. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Pass It On Podcast. My name is Connie Fleming. I am 21. And that was uh, pretty much how the rest of the recording mm, went. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Oh, never mind the end. The ends are still, I still, 52 episodes later, well, 51, including this, 52 episodes, I still... Cannot do the ending. In fairness, I've got that loaded up on the machine as well. So whenever we listen to that in a wee second. But oh let's God. let's not rush on. Let's <laughs> wallow in like, that know. process. So raising the curtain then on the production process for the Pass It On podcast. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm the producer and the editor. Mm-hmm. So all of that you just heard, uh, I had to cut. <laughs> all of it. And there, there is a lot of it as well. And more besides. Um, but... I think you'll agree that yeah, the end result is fun and light and lovely mm-hmm. because the topic is fun and light and lovely. It is. Uh-huh. There's, there's been few parts of work that I've enjoyed doing as much as this, guys. Um, you can't really call this work. No. It's been having a laugh, yep. yeah. sitting about, taking a mick out of each other. Mm-hmm. And, and we probably wouldn't have crossed paths had it not been no, for this. No, we're different you sorts know, of people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I wouldn't yeah. have even spoken to you. No, I wouldn't. Steve, I wouldn't have even seen you. No. Just look straight through him. <laughs> Over him. <laughs> <laughs> Can I point out, I'm, toil- I'm taller than Connie makes out. I've got a joke. Oh, no. I've been thinking about this all week. End. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call a crocodile in a vest? I don't know. I've said it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a minute. Should I take no, a drink no, no, in order no, no. that I can spectate right. for this joke? Oh, dear. God. What do you call an alligator in a vest? I'm trying to work out how the crocodile got that joke. I know. Anyway, go on. An investigator. 
Okay, me getting it wrong was actually probably funnier than the actual joke. But I did, I did see it at the weekend. I don't know if I got crocodile. Anyway, never mind. An investigator, <laughs> just, an alligator, and wrenching this podcast back on topic. So the yeah. point of this podcast was, yeah, exactly as you say, we're very different people. We might never have uh, crossed paths, but to me, when we were talking about doing this podcast, there was something very special about the power of the stuff that's in that little black book that's in Steve's hands. To and I, I know it sounds a little bit, bit grand and forgive me, but to unify generations, and I'm not being facetious when I say that. I think the the advice that was there was smart, savvy, creative, um, uh, clever advice, and the success of things like Clean Mama and Mrs Hinch and everything else proves mm-hmm. that actually mm-hmm. the appetite is still there for that. Yep. And if we could look, if we can just look at those kind of conversations people are having that we're having right now or we have had over the last 51 episodes, mm-hmm. I think there's 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 hope for us all, man. The, have you ever read the reviews of this on Amazon, or the reviews of, of this book? No. There is an absolutely lovely one in which somebody says, I took this to visit my elderly aunt, oh, yeah. grandmother, so it's like in hospital, in the care home, and we stayed for hours and yeah. talked about the stuff mm-hmm. that's in mm-hmm. here. But there's another aspect to this, getting a bit slightly serious. There's a social history yeah, for in sure. here that is difficult to see and is I've never seen written down anywhere else. It's the type of history that you don't read in the newspapers, that you don't read in history books. It's about what people were doing at their kitchen table with yeah. their family, with each other, with their children, and the, the tiny little problems and daft things that they did. There's one, it doesn't make my top five, nowhere near, but there's one in which uh, a, a woman writes in and says, if you want a good picnic table, cut the legs off a normal table, <laughs> uh, shave them to points, then you can push it into the ground, and then you can sit on the on, in the garden around about this table. And that struck mm. me as so absolutely crazy, but... Redolent of what people used to do in a little bit of sort of look what we can do with our ingeniousness and our uh, inventiveness. Um, Oh, look at us, we can go for a picnic. Indeed, we have gardens on a whole table. Yeah, gardens, yeah. yeah. True. But no, it's really true. It's, It's that classic thing, isn't it, that history is always written by the victors and that, you know, we tend. History, when it's taught badly, is you know, kings, queens, battles, that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. It's the, it's the history of high society. And and so often that kind of vernacular history does get lost. It absolutely it gets lost in the, in the mix. Yep. But because the Sunday Post created, you know, 50, 60, 70 years ago, created this space where the people could write in and, and show off their ingenuity, uh, there was an emergent behaviour from that. Something serendipitous happened that that, that in doing so, we, we captured this peculiar wonderful snapshot of life in tenements, mm-hmm. uh, life mm-hmm. in generally speaking working class, lower middle class mm-hmm. households in Scotland, mm-hmm. which was yeah. which 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 never have been captured any other way. And absolutely, yeah. It's um mm-hmm. it's a lovely thing. It's a lovely book and I hope it's one of these things that sticks about for for years and years and but you as find long it at the church bazaar. Oh, I'll outlive Steve. <laughs> it's not that much longer, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> I'm hoping to see 2022 and that'll do me. Better be better by then. That's all so remind us then, Steve, then, of the, the kind of spirit of this. Give us some examples. We yes. always said that this I last will. episode would be your top tips from the Sunday Post. I will, if you like, dive straight into number five. Do it. And also, we should point out that 
for the previous, I, I can't remember, a dozen episodes maybe, we've been recording all from home, mm-hmm. our respective homes over the internet, and I've been pressing Steve's button, uh, Heather too, but Steve's got his button back. I've got my own button, I might press it twice just for how the do, decadence of it How do you feel? All. Powerful. Powerful, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, thought so. Yeah, a bit like Ming the Merciless, but with the beard. less of a moustache. <laughs> right, you ready? Mm-hmm. New cake. New cake usually crumbles when cut with a knife. Use an ordinary cotton thread as a cutter. Work the thread, uh. saw fashion, through the cake. It will be a clean-cut job. Mrs Priestley, care of 25 Ramsey Road, Kirkcaldy. <laughs> It Connie, just you've makes got me that I'm about no. to punch this it, down it, it, mercilessly no, it, to no, the no, floor, no, 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 bleeding. I just, it reminds me of getting your eyebrows threaded, that's all. Right. Does it remind oh, you of getting your eyebrows threaded, Steve? <laughs> oh, he's just mastered fails, what microblading is. It's failed to remind me of that, as I've never managed that. I still don't understand it. You know, I've got to the point where I don't want to understand threaded <laughs> eyebrows. I think this is a thing that I can live safely. Without. You know, it was you microblading we discussed before. It was in some episode two or something. Yeah, this is threading. It's what's threading? Is it? What, was, they use what did a we discuss before? Microblading when it's like tattooed on eyebrows. Oh right, are these different things then? Threading is to get the, your own eyebrows shaped. So they use a cotton thread and they tie it in a special way where it sort of pinces and squeezes the hairs out it's hard to explain but that it's is a fancy way of taking hairs out your eyebrows yeah basically which they charge you a lot of money for mm, no not really it only takes five minutes but that is just what it reminded me of but it's a similar action because it cuts yep. well it cuts the hairs just really close to the skin actually so i it struck me as you know how um there's also like weird secrets of food stylists about like using shaving foam rather than cream and you know yes. motor oil rather than syrup and mm-hmm. uh, what to actually consume well no no, no. apparently it's <laughs> no longer true it still does the that's the corny <laughs> The things still do the round on social of people doing that. You know, here's the tricks that food stylists use, but actually, oh, apparently, they don't right. use them because these days there's legislation that says if it's a photograph of food stuff, it has to be food stuff. Mm-hmm. Has to be the actual thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but it struck me as that sort of tip. I bet that that's the sort of thing that actually food stylists use to get clean cuts on cake. Yes, that we don't. A good point. That you know, uh-huh. that us proles don't know about. <laughs> yeah, oh, I I see what you mean now. Right? The reason I like it is because. It should be on the Great British Bake Off. There should be some clever person comes along with a thread and saws it through, and everybody on Bake, Up will, Bake Off will go, ooh. That's maybe Mary clever. Berry's listening now, and maybe she'll, you know, now copyright that. All right, Baza. If Unlikely. you use that, you need to pay Steve. Or, or what oh. was the name of the lady who wrote it? It was Mrs. Priestley of yep. 25 Ramsey Road, Kirkcaldy. Yeah. But she or the, can't. Or her estate thereof. Or yes, too. Mm. She was only care of 25 Ramsey Road. So she will have been one of the people who didn't get a home for a hero after the war. She was billeted. She will have been. Well, she's not, probably not, renting not. A, a room exactly. from somebody. Yeah. Happened a lot. Sorry, I'm changing the subject, but I just have what all these surprise. things in my mind. <laughs> has, anyone, has everyone watched Hacksaw Ridge before? Yes. No. Oh, I watched it for the first time at the weekend. It's really, really good. It's a really good film. Just if it's on Amazon Prime. 
And it just sorry when you said I, homes for heroes after the war, that's all I, th- I think about. So, having revealed the fact that I'm the person who edits this podcast, I'm just going to tell you right now that that is staying in because I want you to know <laughs> the sheer no. depths of tangents that that I go off on. Yeah. I just uh-huh. have so much in my brain, and I sit at home all day working, not speaking to well, speak to customers, but not actually speaking to anyone, and then it just all comes out in one big mumble jumble. That's aren't, what aren't you lucky, listeners? <laughs> Some people have useful things in their brains. And I've got a, I, oh, I was going to say, I've got a dog. I don't have I've a dog, dog in my brain. I, 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 I say to you, to some dog. people have got useful things in, your bra- in their brains, and you immediately answer with, I've got a dog. <laughs> I think you've just proven Steve's point, Connie. Yeah, okay. Right, never mind. Next, number four. Save me. Oh, Connie. <laughs> oh, look at this all. Bookmarks. I've got bookmarks in the book. Wait a minute till I get there. <laughs> and I've got to press the button yet. Don't rush me. <laughs> oh, can't reach it. Hold on. <laughs> it's just we. A way to use up old frocks. How helpful. <laughs> Discarded summer frocks make nice tea aprons. Use front or back of skirt, put in a few pleats, and attach to a waistband made from other remnants. Add a pocket. <laughs> Mrs. E. Lecky, 15 Balgear Street, Postal Park, Glasgow, wins a pair of towels for that. Which she doesn't need. Now, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's genuinely a brilliant tip in this era of fast fashion, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But why are they putting pleats in it? So I, I drifted off halfway through. She's making towels from old dresses, right? No, she's aprons. making aprons. Oh, aprons, 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 sorry. I mean, I always thought that that's what pennies were, uh, traditional pennies were made of old dresses, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, I presume so. I didn't know that. This no, is making that, me thinking that? of, um, making me think of Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Bless your beautiful <laughs> That sounded very like how it keel, actually. I mean, the good news is we could never have afforded to license that track to be used, but it was unrecognisable in Conan's rendition. <laughs> so no monies are owed. Yeah. I reckon I-, I can do a fairly good Howard Keel. You're a bit small. <laughs> Connie. <laughs> Bless your beautiful hide. <laughs> I was quite good. But, but no, when she, yeah, she's always walking around with little pennies on that look like dresses. She does. Uh-huh. See, I thought that that would trigger from you chaps the fact that this was a woman attempting to To be posh. Oh, no, that didn't get that at all. No, I didn't didn't get that. No, because if you were posh, you wouldn't need to wear an apron because you wouldn't be doing very many chores. I I think. I don't know. Who would do them then? The butler. (laughs) Lots of, lots of butlers in After the year of Scotland. doing a podcast about the 1950s You've learned surprisingly little <laughs> no, no, but really posh people Presumably would have had housekeepers right, no. and She was not posh what? She was um, looking up the way yeah. shall we say. Oh. And I think there was a lot of that in this book Because that was what people did People wanted to be socially mobile And upward mobile It was mm. a competitive place yeah. Well, we've identified, or I've identified frequently before, tips that I think are just a coded excuse for somebody to mm-hmm. brag yeah. about the fact that she's got velvet oh, undies velvet. or something. <laughs> yeah. Now, interestingly, that oh. is an aspect of the book that had not even occurred to me at all before mm. you pointed it out. But now that you have pointed it out, you see I it read everywhere. between the lines and I seem to see them everywhere. Mm. And I think that 
it's more likely to be the people who add that one sentence on the end yeah, to yeah. validate their tip who are more socially mobile. And this woman says, out of pocket. <laughs> Just Did like she write that. it like yeah. in italics or hyphens or, you know, little... She wrote it in hyphens. No, <laughs> oh, what are they called? <laughs> um, oh, <God>. Windings. <laughs> <What> I <is laughs> missed you. <laughs> Windings. <laughs> I mean, I'm not quite sure. Windings. Lexically, how that would be rendered. I think our elderflower has gone to my head. <laughs> no. There's a good thing about this podcast that's rarely noticed and rarely what, commented on. My terrible on. punctuation. No, well, your terrible punctuation, yes. But I think that people listening to you will feel more intelligent. <laughs> but this is just, I just say it. I don't think about things, I just say them. Quite right, too. Well. Quite right too. <laughs> Talking of which, shall we um, have a little listen to Connie's outro attempts? Oh, no. Oh, was that good? Is it time for that? Mid tips. <laughs> I'm going to press the I button. I didn't realise this was called Pick on Connie podcast. Well, you've been picking on Steve, so That's I'm the only true. one escaping so far, <laughs> so we'll have to remedy that. I know. I've not seen you for six months and I've already had four short jokes. <laughs> and here we go. I think we will leave our first episode here. Please join us next episode where we will get into the real nitty gritty of the Passaton book. Thank you for listening. Good. What well, actually? Our second episode was knitting, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Nitty so, gritty. So give us exactly that. Nitty-gritty. The nitty gritty, or indeed the knitting okay. gritting, or something. That was. Like quite, I didn't yeah. think about that, yeah, but exactly. now I'm like, oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Are we do? I take it this introduction doesn't really work. That, sorry, this um, outro doesn't really work in this sense because well, it does. It does. Doesn't. Yeah, I, I would. Should I would, we use it here? I or? think so. Okay. Um, right, what did I say? You what what was the last bit there? Not nitty before I started. I don't remember. Do I just start from join us next time? Okay. Well we need to, we need to, we need to Yeah, no, actually you're right. You're okay. Right. Yeah. Join us next um episode when Steve, Chris and I will be getting right into the nitty gritty of the Pass It On um book. And um, we will have more um genius or possibly madness from households in Scotland in the nineteen fifties and from no- more nonsense from us here in Scotland. What are we talking today. about next time? What are we going to talk about? Knitting. Knitting nitty, nitty gritty. No, knitting oh, gritty. I, I see where she's going with that. No, we're gonna have slang and everything, are we? Right now I've ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd kinda ruined it anyway. Fine, we'll do that one more time. Okay. Well, I say nitty gritty of the past of Tom Brown. We talk about knitting. knitting. Yes. Or does that yeah. give it away? I think it's okay. Okay. Yeah. And in fact, um, if you could slip in a make sure you subscribe message in there as well. Oh, God. So make sure you subscribe so you don't miss the next episode okay. where we'll be getting the nitty gritty. Okay. Join Steve and Chris and I next episode. Oh, I've done the I again. You did. <laughs> I don't know why, because I have, it. I have me that is here. <laughs> Join Steve, Chris and me next episode for more genius or possibly madness from the house... Sorry. (laughs) Join Steve, Chris and me... So maybe it's a... So make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can join next episode. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure you subscribe so you can join Steve, Chris and me next episode and we will get right into the nitty gritty of the Pass It On book with some fascinating tips about knitting. And we will have more genius or possibly madness from the households in Scotland in the 1950s and for more nonsense from us here in Scotland today. See you then. Actually, that wasn't bad. Yeah. <laughs> that, that wasn't, for the first effort, no. that wasn't bad. That wasn't bad, but I am surprised you didn't sack me. <laughs> I tried to replace you with a pot plant, but we couldn't find one that was... <laughs>
<laughs> a Venus flytrap <laughs> that'll still sit in the <laughs> They were too articulate. Yeah, wow. yeah, true. They were too clever. Yeah. Then we tried an old flip flop, but it was better looking. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean that. You're a bonnie lassie. I mean, it's, wor- it's worth it's saying that when I look at the, the stats for Pass It On, the largest demographic listens to this podcast is in Steve's demographic. Really? It never but used to be. Second. <laughs> I'm trying to work out if that's a burn or not, Connie. <laughs> Everything Connie says to me is a bum. <laughs> yeah. um, and the second biggest is in Connie's demo. Oh. Uh, hmm. And so I like the fact that, you know, we're, we're a podcast that is notionally attached to the Sunday Post. Mm-hmm. A great paper which is doing a superb job of reinventing itself as yes. the paper of investigation and uh, the, the paper that will define the um, news agenda for the coming week on a Sunday. Um, Indeed. But it's a has traditionally been uh, an older audience that's engaged with it, so it's brilliant that we've got loads of young folk listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks to Connie. Well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, it certainly isn't going to be to listen to me, is it? <laughs> no, that's Old right. Chris, sorry, sorry. No, no, that's, that's fair. That's fair. What's number I three, tried. Steve? Number three. Oh, I forgot we were doing that. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> right. This is here because it brings back memories for me. It'll pay you to do this job at night. Always put polish on boots or shoes at night and leaving leaving polishing until morning. This feeds and preserves the leather and gives a better shine. Mrs. Miller, 189 Childwall Road, Liverpool, wins a pair of towels. And it reminds me of my father, who is long dead and gone, cleaning his shoes every day. Every day? Every day. Wow. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you put the stuff on at night, but you may have done. My but dad used was to make a... me polish my shoes every week on every Sunday before school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, primary school only, but yeah. And we talked about this when we talked about the shoes. We did a whole mm-hmm. episode on shoes, I think didn't so, we? Yeah. yeah. But shiny shoes is the mark make of a real man. good yes. man. Yeah. A good chap. I'm currently wearing Birkenstocks. I've got tanky Nikes on. I've got shined shoes on. I hope you'd noticed. <laughs> Because Steve knew. Yeah, because I knew. well, he was yeah. up late last oh, night okay. <laughs> polishing his shoes. I just polished last night. <laughs> it's a good tip. Yeah, it's a good tip. Apparently, banana skins are good for shoes. Too. Yeah, I know. I've heard that, mm-hmm. Steve. No, not, not the at all, outside. No. The inside. The inside. Skin. Yeah, the sort of white mushy bit. Yeah, the supposed to nourish. Really? And at nourish what point do you do that? Is that before you put on the polish? Or I think the idea is you do it instead of polish. Yeah. Oh, so as, if you've got banana polish, for your lunch, you can just. And then kitchen roll or something, I think, to buff it. Oh. Or if you slip in a banana, you can just style it out and just say, I'm just polishing the leather soles of my shoes. <laughs> oh, that, that's like the, that other joke. What do you call... <laughs> the, the other joke. <laughs> what do you call shoes made out of banana skins? Slippers. Yes. I'm sure I've said that before. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I would have remembered such a wonderful joke as that. I'm sure oh, it's enjoyable. It's enjoyable. I could have said sliders. That would have kept on your toes. Oh, literally. What's a slider? Um, it's an ice cream thing. What's an ice cream? Slider. You ever heard of a slider? No. Like no. on a on a on a base, like between. between oh, a like a sandwich. Aye. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I have, but I didn't know that's what they were. Well, I knew they existed. <laughs> I always loved an oyster. That was always my favourite. You know, got oysters in this area. Really? Oh, I, I was in a fishy oyster. No. 
Ah, so don't like demonst- demonstrating Steve's point, you don't get them in this area. So it's it's, it's an oyster, sh- well, a clam-shaped uh, wafer mm-hmm. with a dot of soft marshmallow inside it, mm-hmm. dipped in chocolate with coconut. Mmm. I could get involved with that. They're good. You can, mm. you can actually buy them in, like, uh, supermarkets now. Yeah, I've seen them, yeah. Mm. It's a fine thing. Yeah, that sounds good. I don't like anything dipped in coconut. Coconut is, is not food Too for exotic. <laughs> Possibly. It's not been deep fried. Mince and, yeah, mince and coconut. Doesn't involve, Yum. Doesn't involve mince, so I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we go for number two? Yeah, go for it. Ooh. Which, I, if memory serves, mm-hmm. and, if, and if Steve wasn't bullshitting us... In like episode three or something, <laughs> we have had once already, because he did once introduce a tip as this is my second, second favorite, favorite tip, but I don't and remember what it was. Do you remember what it is? No, I think I will if I hear it. Right. Okay. I think this is it. Okay. You and sound again, confident. it is redolent of my childhood. It is, uh, oh, mum, make my tea, please, now, mum. <laughs> easy. Oh, wait a minute. Oh. Easy basting. Fill a muslin bag with shredded suet, herbs and seasoning and tie it to the bars above the baking pan on which the roast is placed. When the oven gets hot, the fat and seasoning drips onto the joint and keeps it basted continuously. Mrs C. Black, 20 Spring Valley Gardens, Edinburgh. Well, That's, first of all, you haven't out lied to us. Yeah, because that definitely wasn't the no. tip was you that did before. It? That is not it, and that was actually no, my probably better. My taste may have changed. <laughs> <laughs> Depends who's hungry or it's, not. It's a good defence, isn't it? My taste may have changed. But it's a really good tip. <laughs> it's a hell of a That's tip. A tip. You know, it's not that far away from Christmas, and to be fair, there's Christmas stuff in the shops now, which I know is silly in August, nearly September. Mm-hmm. But I like that. Wee muslin bag above oh, the chicken. I thought you meant early yeah. Christmas. I was like, oh, no. Uh, no. no. A wee hmm. butter and some herbs and some yeah. Maybe, yeah, uh, yeah. lemon um, rind. rind. What do you call it? Peel. Peel. Oh, Zest. Right. Zest. Zest. That's Thank the one. you. Yeah. Price has come to something and Connie's correcting my <laughs> English. Um, <laughs> aye. That stuff. I've been reading the dictionary. <laughs> you started the back, did you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I read upside down. <laughs> but it's effective. It works. Uh, but no, that, does, that, that does sound good. Yeah, that does. It's yeah. very flavoursome. Yeah. I've, I've got a lamb joint in my head with... <laughs> <laughs> Rather than a dog in Connie's head. <laughs> I think a dog's more useful than a lamb joint. Why? Well, like in your lamb. head. Well, yeah, do it, but a dog's more useful to have in your head than a lamb joint. A dog? Well, I said... Oh. <laughs> We've lost him. What? Again. Who? Lamb joint. I think, uh, yeah. So, what you doing? Are you doing a wee bit of butter for that? Some rosemary? Oh, rosemary, time. definitely. A, yeah, a bit of thyme in it as well. See, I like the notion of... Fat lard in it, dripping over it. I'm just about. To cl- I'm just thinking. I'm going to clip out Steve's like and notion of fat. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but anyway, that would be nice, and um, she could get it to roll off onto the roast potatoes even better. Yeah. It's a, but it's a brilliant. And why have we? This is what's brilliant about this, right? Is that those ideas were brilliant at the time. And some of them, I mean, some of them have aged incredibly badly. Mm. <laughs> but, Sour milk. But some of them are as relevant now. Like, why do we do that? That's yeah. Like, yeah. If, if Delia or Nigella or you know, one of Very it, one, one of the yeah. birds um, that showed you that tip uh-huh. on telly tonight, you'd Everyone be going, oh my God. And everybody would be talking about it. It would, yeah. it would be, a, if we had watercolour conversations anymore, it would be, you know, the conversations you'd have. Mm-hmm. Around that, and people would be. I tell you, you've got to put your suit in a wee bag. <laughs> and be, 
You know how people talk about <laughs> you've been yeah. practicing. <laughs> you know how people talk about um, like you got to put chocolate in your chili. Mm. Otherwise, it's no good, and that's it's those wee tips and hacks. That, yeah, yeah. But, you, but to be fair, you probably never had actually tried, but you like the idea of. I mean, I wouldn't put chocolate in my chili. However, what I was actually going to say is, do you think this is the old-fashioned version? Sorry, Steve. Of these <laughs> bags of seasoning things that you put chicken in, it's not. It's a little but it's bit. It's not dissimilar. Uh, well, you uh-huh. see, I, but I, you could. I, we always talk about you know how relevant the, the, these tips from then are now, but mm-hmm. I. Bet you pound a penny that if you looked hard enough, and Steve's lazy, so he won't have done. But if you looked hard <laughs> enough, you would find people saying "make up like salt, pepper, you know, nutmeg, whatever the old-fashioned things were," and and and, and make them into little mixes that you can put in bags yeah. to to mm. to, rum, to mix your. I think we should mix, quickly to mix your chicken or whatever around in Oxo or Nor or something. <laughs> say you should make this. You should start selling these. Well, yeah. they wouldn't because Jamie Oliver would stop it because it'd have too much fat in it. I'm not a fan of Jamie. No one's a fan of Jamie Oliver because he stopped making turkey dinosaurs or whatever it is. Mm. That they wouldn't let you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I used Steve, to, but Steve's now I just think he doesn't there. want... I am, uh, I'm actually... I've made myself hungry. <laughs> no. Mm. <laughs> that rumbling noise. Might be the wind, might not. I think it's a brilliant idea. Do yeah. we take a break before number one? Nah, let's let's not take let's a break. Let's take number one. No break. Let, let, go, think, are you ready think, for number one? I think just we'll just barrel on two. We don't need a break. No, we okay. don't need a break. Okay. Okay. Right. Do this we do a drum roll? Have you got number a drum one? One? I, I don't have a drum roll to <gasps> hand. <gasps> I, I will add one in post. Ready, everyone? Mm-hmm. Right. Well. Right. I've built this up over the course of many months. Yes. Well, 52 weeks to be precise. Well, n- no, not to be precise, because this episode has been recorded months ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So, um, we, we've so I'm having some fear that you may be <laughs> underwhelmed. <laughs> but now the truth comes out. This is the tip that sparked this book into life. Okay. This is the reason this book exists, because I Give read us a that story. and mm-hmm. I thought, wow, that I didn't know that. I don't know if I've ever will have cause to use it, but it is a good tip. And I, I thought at that point I thought, uh, right, I'll make a, a newspaper article out of these things. So then t- I thought, well, I'll make a, a, a supplement. Then I thought, no, I will make a book. So, so it's t- all to do with this. So take us back. Tell us the rounds of the story. Your editor at the time had told you, or your editor when you were on the post, had told you all to read your own paper. Yes. And so after that. You weren't at the post at the time, were you? I no. It was my editor when I was working for the Evening Telegraph. A man called Alan Proctor, who I have the greatest of respect for, told me uh, it is not enough to just work for a newspaper. You have to be immersed in the newspaper, and you have to know everything about it, even the bits that you're not interested in. Read the racing tips, read the stars, read the cookery bits. Make yourself an expert in your newspaper. So I took him at his word. But then when I moved to the Sunday Post, and came under the spell of Bill Anderson and his and his wife, who's uh, Margaret, who's Maggie, who's still alive, lovely woman. They uh, told me to take it a step further and said, "Sunday Post has a fantastic history. Make yourself an expert in the Sunday Post, because it was so it sold so many copies. Eighty five percent of people yep. in Scotland read the Sunday Post, which is huge, isn't it? It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I looked back and I made myself really conversant with why it was so good. 
And there was a couple of reasons that it was so good. One was that the the choice of story was absolutely bang on the money. It was the most targeted, precise newspaper because it would sit down at your kitchen table and it would talk about things that you were interested in because the Sunday Post was based in Dundee. It didn't have a parliament or a stock exchange on its doorstep, so it chose to become a national newspaper, but in a different way. And so I have made myself an expert Mm-hmm. on Old Sunday Post. And to do that, I have just sat and read Old Sunday Post over the years, from the 1920s, 1930s, 40s, 50s, the whole lot. I reckon there's not a Sunday Post I haven't stuck my nose into. And I kept coming across these tips, and I was mesmerised by them. Started collecting them, not knowing what I'd do with them, and we ended up through a circuitous route, mm-hmm. and we made a book out of it. And I'm... Bizarrely, slightly proud of it, and I have to say also that this—that was a fork in the road. Not that I recognise it at the time, but my job now is to make books out of uh, archive material, DC Thompson's, mm. which I utterly, utterly enjoy, and I'm thankful for this tip that I'm about to read out to you that started me on that journey. Mm. However, before we go, a few honourable mentions. Okay. Say. Right. In general, vinegar. Needs a mention. Yep. Because Still our most was popular episode. For everything. It was. Uh-huh. Um, the thrift that shines through in all of these tips also deserves a mention. Mm-hmm. The one about if you open out the bottom of a packet of tea within the folds. There's still a teaspoon of oh. tea left. Mm-hmm. That, uh, and the that tea always struck me. That I believed. Also, how to catch a budgie if it escapes <laughs> because it was absolutely mad. That tip will live with me forever. For anybody who's forgotten or never heard it, if your budgie escapes out the window, you get a small mirror, reflect the light of the sun into its eyes, then the budgie will fly down the beam of light and you will be able to catch it. (laughs) Now, it's just, I have no idea if that works, but I hope it does. Maybe we should get a budgie and try. And set it free. Yeah. (laughs) And then... (laughs) Yeah, okay, never mind. Right, but we will move on to the number one all-time best tip... Now be gentle with me, or gentle as con, I don't know. I'll try. Here we go. Dent remover. <laughs> Put table tennis balls that are dented into a bowl and pour boiling water over them. This takes the dents out. Mrs K Hunter, <laughs> 2 Abbey Park Place, Dunfernline. <laughs> now, I ask you, how many times in your life have you had to take the dents out of a table tennis ball? I don't think any. Me neither. Me neither. But if you did, it would work. Now, I know what you're going to say, Chris. You're about to give me some science about the (laughs) ear expanding inside the table tennis ball and pushing it out and how this was all obvious and anybody would know this. (laughs) But I didn't know it. And I thought that was and so have that you, struck me. So have you tested it, Steve? No. See, this was, but this was what we were going to do so occasionally was to test things out. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. the budgie thing, I mean that's just, you know, but yeah, no, tennis we can't balls. Harm livestock. No, exactly. <laughs> but I my dog has a few tennis balls. Uh, uh, not tennis balls. Table, table tennis, tennis balls. So the little white oh, plastic oh, ones. Oh, well they should have told me this a few weeks ago when I had a table tennis with the uh, table tennis table with and did you have dented oh. balls, not to be too personal? Um, probably. <laughs> um, oh, right, okay. Well, does this also in- 
go back to Chris's point of, look at me, I play table tennis. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> look at me, I play table tennis. Well, is that... But they, does she mean that they, like, had a table in their house or something? Is that oh, I quite... thought so. No. I don't oh, think anybody I would, would say no. no. I would say definitely not. She yeah. went down... It's like a club or something. She went down to the local the BB and yeah. they played table tennis. I live in an old BB hall now, but that's rubbish. But yeah. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> yeah, it was a BB hall. It's now flat. I was a oh, no, sergeant in the BB, you know. <laughs> what is the BB? Boys Brigade. Boys Brigade. Ah. And... When I first started in the Boys Brigade, it was called the Life Boys, and they got us to drill up and down the hall with wooden rifles. <laughs> wow. I know. It's a different world. Mm, probably I'll back in the conscription days. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the tip. I, I, I don't I, hate I'm, it. I'm, 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 I am mildly underwhelmed. I, but I, I, you I, should I, be underwhelmed. I'm, I'm underwhelmed too. <laughs> but the fact is that that yes. is the one that sparked the it whole was the genesis. Shabbat. And yeah, also no, that that fair. person thought, I think that's good enough to go to all the effort to write the Sunday Post about. Well, but she wanted her tea towels, man. Did Remember the best tip. Did she get tea well, towels? Well, no, she didn't. I don't think she did. She didn't. Get tea towels, no. But, but but you know, the ambition was there, Connie. She, yeah. yeah. She, she, she was trying tea, hard. Tea towels. Yeah. So, so fifty-two episodes then, folks. I know. With it's, more it's to come, hopefully. It would be lovely we, to do so. But, but yeah, so, what haven't we talked about? We've largely not talked about. Food. There is a mm. whole second book that is only dealing with food and has some bizarre, odd tips. Of course, it does. You, I mean, you would we expect. Could try those out. Surely that can go horribly right, well, wrong. Can I, I mean, nominate you for the first uh, try then? Because yeah. I want you oh. to make sheep's head soup. Funny you should say that. I have actually had sheep's head soup before. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. A fan, Connie. No, it's like pissy water. <laughs> <laughs> but like drinking Fosters, awful. It's quite good, isn't it? That you know the, these come from a time where uh, the paper didn't talk back to their audiences <laughs> 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 through social media or similar. Because Connie just sitting there going, "No, it's pissy water, <laughs> not the not the best look." No, and it's grey looking, like you know. Is it? Mm-hmm. Well, sh- brain doesn't have very much colour to it, so the the juices from it aren't either. Well, you have to roast it if it's Steve's lamb lamb chop brain. Oh, I wonder if you put fat on it before you sip it. You could put fat on the scalp. Hope it would <laughs> soak through. <laughs> so you haven't done food. And there's, you've also got a medical, haven't you? I've the got doc replies. A whole load of medical tips. Most of the medical ones were questions and answers, and it was how do I avoid getting a cold? Or a lot of them were. Old wives' tales. Some of them are really unintentionally funny. Some of them are, how can I put this, delicate. Right. They, they were delicate. And some of them we'd collected, the Sunday Post had collected and kept on a big file and they were unsuitable to go in the Ooh, paper. Do they oh, exist I still? They those exist. Ones. Yeah. Oh, man. We've got to do an after hours <laughs> version of that podcast. Everyone well, let's explicit. Do that then. Well, they are. Yeah. Um, I can remember one of them if you like. I mean, I can always beep it. Is it that explicit? No. Well, certainly for the time it would be. It was very explicit. The chap wrote in and said, "Every time me and my wife have intercourse, she sneezes. (laughs) Is this normal?" Do we have the answers? Or did, were they I not can't ad- remember the answer. I can only remember the question. I don't have the book in front of me. Uh, well, there we go. We could definitely do an <laughs> X-rated after dark version of the Doc Replies there podcast. Is some, 
honestly useful stuff and quite amazing stuff. A doctor saying to you, if you've got a cold, only smoke five cigarettes a day. <laughs> and the idea was that the phlegm that you would cough up and yeah. cigarettes helped you cough up the, phlegm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> I like the idea of getting a doc involved as well. Getting a, yeah. a doctor to listen to those and just sort of oh. hold her head in her hands. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, well, no, don't do that. I, we got a doctor to comment on some of the uh, tips and she was very good. Perhaps we could recruit her. <laughs> well, don't let her listen to this lot first. No. Well, talking of that then, what have been your favourite moments? Connie, do you want to go first? Of the 51 episodes that have gone before us, what, what's been your favourite moment? Well, apart from Steve's Howard Keel impression, <laughs> <laughs> I've got to throw it all the way back to meat sticks. Meat sticks. Ah, meat yeah. stilts. Yeah. Meat stilts. No, what, meat Was sticks. it meat sticks? It was meat sticks, then meat stilts. So the idea of the tip was, it was in the vinegar episode, it, yeah. was. it was to put uh, wooden skewers across a plate, horizontally, yeah. with vinegar in, pulled below them, and then put the steak on top of that, and it was like a, it was an anti-fly thing, wasn't it? If I remember, yes. to keep the flies keep off flies the meat. Off. The gannats. The gannats, quite possibly. <laughs> <laughs> But Connie had uh, got it into her head. That I'd the, moved the skewers up horizontally. Yeah. No, you, vertically, you mean. Vertically. You, you had this. <laughs> sort of like a rugby yes. goal of meat sticking stilts. Oh, no, yeah. see, I've always thought of the monster things out of uh, the War of the World. I've never seen that, but okay. Uh. I believe you. But yeah, that basic idea of just the sticks <laughs> with the, the stakes balanced precariously <laughs> seven inches above. But why not put the steak in the, in the vinegar? Well, because it would flavour it. <laughs> Connie's face, you can't see it. It's, it's kind of like, well, why not? <laughs> I don't know if that's a bad I like vinegar. Yeah. Not as much as Steve likes vinegar. But I yeah, like meat, vinegar. meat sticks was the first, was my first understand, like me trying to interpret probably one of the first tips that wasn't, yeah. you know, obvious. obvious yeah, and, yeah. and really just how bamboozled it made me because we don't do things like that now. And that mm-hmm. really, really brings me back to one of the things that. I comment on commented on a lot, certainly in the early episodes, because th- th- these people writing in would have so much, uh, and you took the piss out of me for the phrase, Steve, but so much domain knowledge that, like, everyone understood what they were talking about mm-hmm. yeah. when they said, you know, first do this or, or get your this or you know when you've run out of the other. The best example of that I can remember was about um, turning a brush into two brushes by yeah. cutting it yes. in half because yeah. it had been because worn it would in the middle, be worn in the middle and yeah. I couldn't understand but like once you explained it and the, the explanation was you'd be brushing sideways along the tenement close steps mm-hmm. and of course the the, the, the the tread of the step was about half the width of these yeah. wide brooms so the middle would get worn away once you explained that it's perfectly obvious but but at the time the, she didn't say when your brush gets worn in the middle from brushing your steps people just cut, knew it was just like when you're when when this happens, do this because because they just because it was the thing that affected everyone. And to your point, you know, we didn't you didn't have enough context to sort of understand what it was yep. they were suggesting you do, mm. which was fascinating. I, I I thought that was that's one that's been one of my favourite things about doing this podcast is just you know having it revealed to me how much these people knew. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and none of that needed explained to them because they all knew where they were coming from, what the problem was, yeah. and. Then became and they all went ah great solution yeah. to the problem yeah. I have but I didn't even understand the problem yeah. what about you Steve your favourite moment right um, we're going to have to have a bit of a meander here one of my favourite <laughs> moments I'm sorry Connie <laughs> is it will have, it certainly didn't make it into the final cut but the time you had 14 attempts to say 
um, <laughs> we'll be back next week. <laughs> what, every, every time we recorded? <laughs> <laughs> no, not every time. Sometimes you kept it down to three or four. But the the, the time you, you attempted it 14 times <laughs> and got the words wrong, and then on the 13th effort said to Chris, what am I saying again? <laughs> <laughs> Which was absolutely wonderful. I think I should have dyed my hair blonde, you know. <laughs> oh, but um, yeah. I, I'm saying that in a way, I'm, I'm not meaning to be cruel. I'm paying tribute to you because this would have been a vastly different type oh, and much of worse. podcast. So much so worse. Much worse. Like, if it you wasn't for you being up. a dippy bent. <laughs> There's, that's our catchphrase for this undipping event. <laughs> Try to work out who Steve is referring to. How dare he. Uh, I also must say that um, recording at the Tenement House Museum yes. in Glasgow or, was, or not was recording. You say recording. Yeah. Yes, well, I'm getting to that. Did we actually just... Did, I don't think we've ever admitted publicly. Have we not? I don't think we break the news. We went all the way through the tenement house and recorded... Quite in Glasgow, which was... Again, we're going to say it one more time. You yes. should go. Yes. Uh, you should it's go a museum. to the tenement house. It's incredible, really. And um, and then we recorded this episode with one of their members of staff who was really, really nice. And then Chris said, oh, wait a minute, why is that button? Green and not red. <laughs> and because he'd forgotten to start recording it. So we recorded another episode that had bore no not, resemblance. No, <laughs> near as good. No. <laughs> yeah, that's the one time in my podcasting career that I neglected to press the big red record button at the start of the process. I remember smelling I, the nutmeg for the second time. Mm, yeah. Yes, lovely, I've never smelled this before. <laughs> Yeah, but my favourite, my favourite point I had um, to bring it down to a serious thing is that I found one of my own grandmother's tips in the in yeah. the paper, and I put it in the book, and it means a lot to me, and I'm, it makes me think of what she was when she was the most powerful person I knew, and mm. that is my that is a life highlight, not just a highlight of uh, of these tips. It is it is really nice. It's interesting you should say that, Steve. And this is not planned, but my favourite moment is the moment from the very first episode where we discovered that. Mm. And so I want to play that out. And obviously it might make you slightly uncomfortable because if you'll remember, you got a little bit emotional during it. Um, (laughs) But I want to remember it. And I I genuinely, and without any um, uh, silliness, want to dedicate the the entirety of the preceding 51 episodes to Mrs. E. Anderson of South Tay Street, Dundee, Mm -hmm. because she, your grandmother, exemplifies the kuthi innovative, smart, caring, kind, mm. prideful in the best possible way attitude that people had yeah. in the 1950s. And so here is a moment from that first episode oh. where Steve explains finding his own grandmother in the Pass It On section of the Sunday Post. While creating the book and looking through all these Sunday Posts, I found a tip from 1952, I think it was, which was from a Mrs. E. Anderson of South Tay Street, Dundee. Now, Mrs. E. Anderson, South Tay Street, Dundee, is my grandmother. Oh, my goodness. Now, towards the end of her life, my grandmother was a, a massive figure as I was growing up. She was a, a very, very strong woman. A, Matriarch. An, absolutely. She yeah. was a, an iron song. She was, I mean, brilliant in her way, very well-read, very clever. In another lifetime, in another era, she would have been an MP or a lawyer or something. But she wasn't. She was a cleaner. And she cleaned... Um, Offices morning and night, but she was an absolute formidable woman. I once saw short changed in a fishmonger, mm. and she took that man off at the knees. Uh. 
But she, while she was a dragon, she, she loved us to the nth degree. And uh, it was, uh, it was both a boon and a, a, a terror to have your, my granny fighting your case. Mm-hmm. However, um, towards the end of her life, she got um, dementia, although uh, her heart was very strong, her, her brain was not. And she became, frankly, a holy terror. She lived with us for a year when I was about 14, and it was absolutely murder. She was still strong, still wiry. She could do things like climb up the dresser. She got out a couple of times and was wandering the streets, and when the police brought her back, they came back with dishevelled hats on and uh, scratches on their faces. But she was uh, really, frankly, an amazing woman, and... She would do things like bite as well, and it was it was it was terrible what she turned into. And I got to the point where, when I think of my, sorry, my voice is breaking up here a bit. When I think of my grandmother, I sometimes think of that what she became. <clears throat> but finding the tip took me back to um, what she was when she was this very capable, very clever. This is embarrassing. I'm, I'm absolutely nice. filling up here. And it took me back to... <laughs> it's terrible, sorry. I apologise. It took me back to what she was. And I hope that other people will think of uh, of their parents and their grandparents and think of them <laughs> when they were... <laughs> Somebody hit me. Somebody slapped me. No. Uh, and they think of their own grandparents, of how they were in their pomp when they were all-powerful all wise, all knowing, and they solved problems all over the place because that's what that tip did for me. And for no other reason than that, I commend this book to you. And I suppose I commend this podcast to you as well Mm -hmm. because uh, there's an emotional attachment there that I find (laughs) very valuable. Mrs. E. Anderson Mm -hmm. of South Tay Street, Dundee. I'm I'm a bloody wreck again. (laughs) (laughs) Pass the hand but somebody. No, but it's such a nice like tie to have, you know, and you've got that there and you hope it as you say, you hope it will outlive, you know, you and so on and so on. Yeah, so it's always yeah. gonna be part of you know something. It's a historical document. Yeah, absolutely. And an important yeah. one. Possibly one of the most important, I think. And and I thank you both for your time doing this podcast. And I say hope this is not the last episode, but just the it's au revoir rather than goodbye. But mm-hmm. thank you both for for your time and doing it because it's been it's just been the best fun. I know it, it, really, has, it has. I just like yeah, it's been really, and I feel like I've certainly learned a lot. You know, just things that okay, I might not go and do all these tips, but I have a completely bigger and better understanding of society. Yeah. You know, you know, culture and whatnot. That my granny and what you know lived through, so yeah, definitely. My drain at home has overflowed. <laughs> the the one that comes down from the gutter, and during the rain that we had, we had a, quite a bad storm a couple of days ago, and it it overflowed, and it uh, so I lifted up the the slab to look at the drain, manly, and then dropped it and broke the slab. Oh. So. I tell you, I can't find a slab that's going to fit because it needs a little bit cut out of it for where the pipe comes in. It has a grid on the top and it has to fit in precisely among the paving uh, slabs that are there. So because I've read this book and I've become a self-sufficient person, (laughs) I'm going to mix cement, make a mould, and I'm going to create a slab 
for myself to put in this place. And I would not have done that, I don't think, had I not become enthused with the notion of if there is a problem, find an answer to the problem. And so the satisfaction you'll get out of doing that as yeah. well. Like, yeah. you know, latex uh-huh. mop. Well, no, yeah. I don't know I suspect it'll only take me eight or nine tries before I get it. Probably won't. You can get cement glue as well, you know. Cement glue? Mm. No, it's my, my my idea is much better. No, it is, but you can't. It does exist. Does it? Yeah. Okay. So, Connie, uh, given that this is the last episode of the first season, you can uh, close us out any <sighs> way you please, <laughs> because there there is no obvious next week. Okay. <laughs> Okay, oh, I'm getting gonna get sad as well because I can't like say. Well, I can say. Oh, I'm just sad. I don't want to stop. <laughs> okay, how do I say it again? Well, not normally. <laughs> this is see. This is what happens. <laughs> this and none like, of this is getting cut. I, no, no, I am no, deliberately cutting not what a goes second on and of on this. And on. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to us for the past 52 episodes. We all really appreciate it and we you hope do. that you've enjoyed it as much as we have. Join us again next time, whenever that may be, for more madness or possibly genius from the households of Scotland in the 1950s and for more nonsense from us here in Scotland today. Thank you. I said it right. <laughs> <laughs>